Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. And we continue with Our American Stories, and it's Christmas season, and we're delivering you Christmas stories. Next, we have Roger Latham from Fort Worth, Texas, telling us a Christmas story he's titled The Real Santa. Let's take a listen. It was a Monday evening when, while driving home from the office on a cold December day, I turned on the local radio station, eager to listen to some Christmas music. I heard Bing sing White Christmas, Nat offer Old Holy Night, and Elvis paint the color of blue on Bing's fluffy snow. It was great. Then came a break in the melodic melodies of the season, and 
an announcer came on the air. I hope you all are ready for a wonderful Christmas and that our music is helping create the magic of the season. One family in our city is, however, in need of some help. He called in today and told us his eight-year-old son asked Santa for a bicycle and that he had no money to buy one. Can anyone help? If there is a Santa in our audience, please call. He gave the number. His words were a bowl pulled across my Christmas Stradivarius, and I called. Hello? I'll provide the bike. Where's it go? The man on the radio thanked me and gave me the address. I scribbled it on a scrap of paper in my front seat. On the following Friday, as my eight-year-old son and I were watching some television, my precocious 10-year-old daughter entered the room and offered a grand pronouncement. I figured it out. Her statement came with the strong-willed conviction of adolescence. Oh, really? What have you figured out now, darling? There is no Santa. It's you and Mom. I glanced at my son to gauge his reaction. The look on his face portrayed a mix of shock, concern, and a touch of panic. His older sister had just violated the ancient rules of Santa Claus. I had to think fast. Being a salesman by trade and well-versed in dispelling the objections of the disbelieving, I mustered a quick retort. Sweetie, you're wrong. Santa is real, and I'll introduce you to him tomorrow. She scoffed with a snort and left the room. On Saturday, I loaded the family in my Honda and we headed to Northeast Mall. As we entered Sears, Candy said, I've already been to see this Santa, remember? I sat on his lap, told him what I wanted. That's not the real Santa, I said. Okay, now, you kids, go pick out the best boy bike you can find, one that an eight-year-old boy about your brother's size would like. In 10 minutes, they returned with a shiny red bike sporting a banana seat and raised handlebars. How's this, Dad? My son asked. Do you like it? That's all that matters. Now, go pick out another nice gift you'd like to receive from Santa. They scurried off and picked another present and returned with a large remote control truck. I paid for the merchandise and we headed to the car. It was time to make our way to the classroom and a tutorial on the real Santa. The apartment complex was easy to find. It sat in the seediest part of Arlington, Texas. The cars parked on the street were dilapidated wrecks, all in desperate need of major dent repair and gallons of paint. Upon finding the right address, I parked and unloaded the vehicle of kids, bike, and truck. Okay, daughter, you roll the bike and let your brother carry the truck. Arriving at the apartment door, I knocked. Moments passed, then a man the size of a Dallas Cowboy lineman, must have been six foot five, 290 pounds, swung open the door. Boy, you lost or something? This ain't exactly your part of town. His gruff tone softened as he noticed the bike. What's that? A babe in a manger sent me over and told me to bring this bike, I said. I motioned for my son and disbelieving daughter to deliver the bike and the toy. 
as they did the giant man whose name I never learned, seemed to melt before my eyes. Tears flowed down his face and he hugged me, then the kids. Thank you, sir. This is a fine blessing. He then turned to the kids. Thank you too, my little ones, and Merry Christmas. His voice broke. Without further discussion, Santa and his troop of elves bid a Merry Christmas adieu and headed back to the car. With everyone now installed and buckled in, it was time for me to finish the lesson. So, dear daughter, is Santa real? Her eyes were teary, and she stammered, Yes, 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 Daddy, it's you. No, sweetie, Santa Claus is a spirit dwelling in every man and woman of good faith who do for others that which they cannot do for themselves. One day, I expect you and your brother to show the world your Santa. My children, now in their 40s, still believe and will one day teach my grandchildren about the day they met the real Santa, passing on their understanding of Christmas, the real Christmas. Merry Christmas to all, and may the spirit of Santa bless us all this year. And a great job on the production by Greg Hengler, and a special thanks to Roger Latham from Fort Worth, Texas, for sharing this story. And we can see it, we can conjure it in our heads. That is the power of spoken word in the end. Now, the pictures are better. These are yours. And that moment where the sort of gruff guy just starts breaking down and crying, and then going back to the car and asking his daughter, his kids, is Santa real? And that daughter with tears in her eyes saying, yes, yes, yes. And the ending, it's so beautiful. I expect you and your brother to show the world your Santa. And my goodness, the American people, we show our Santa to the world every year. $450 billion a year we give. That's more than the GDP of almost all the countries in the world, but for 30. And we give away, even more impressively, 9 billion hours of our time. The story of Roger Latham, the real Santa, here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the Donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. we continue with our American stories and more Christmas season stories. This one, how a Charlie Brown Christmas came to be and almost didn't. Americans fell in love with the show when it first aired on television back in 1965. It's been a part of our lives ever since. But the story of how Charles Schultz's A Charlie Brown Christmas came to be is itself an American classic. 
So too is the story of how it almost didn't come to be. But first things first, the 30-minute Christmas special wasn't birthed by the creative urge. It was commissioned by a commercial sponsor looking to turn the nation's most beloved newspaper cartoon strip into an animated TV special. Here's Lee Mendelson, who produced the special, telling the story of how this special came to be. Would your creative group be interested in doing a Christmas special for Coca-Cola? Wow. Have you thought about doing one? I said, oh, absolutely, we think about it all the time. And he said, well, we need an outline down in Atlanta on Monday, it was Wednesday, so send us what you have and we'll see what happens. So I called Mr. Schultz on the phone, I called Mr. Melendez, because we'd worked together on the documentary two years before. And I said, I think I just sold a Charlie Brown Christmas. And they said, what's that? And I said to Schultz, that's something you're going to write tomorrow. So Bill flew up from Hollywood, and I drove up from San Francisco, and he did write it on a Thursday. Those days we sent it by Western Union on a Friday, and Monday they call up and said, okay, let's do a Charlie Brown Christmas. The team worked fast. They had only three months to create a script, record it, make a soundtrack, and create 30,000 animation cells from scratch. And this was all before the days of computer animated design. When the special was finished, it wasn't a hit with network executives. The first problem was the laugh track, or the lack thereof. It was unimaginable to produce TV comedy without it back in the 1960s. Schultz thought more highly of the viewers. He didn't believe they needed to be cued to laugh at predetermined moments. Another disagreement involved the voice work. CBS executives wanted to use adult actors who pretended to be kids. Schultz believed that using children gave the characters more authenticity. The CBS executives also had a problem with the jazz soundtrack by Vince Guaraldi. The music was too sophisticated for a children's program, they worried. They wanted something mm, younger. The CBS executives also thought the show was too slow. They didn't think there was enough action in a show dedicated to children with limited attention spans. Last, the CBS executive is worried about the scene where Linus recites the story of the birth of Jesus Christ from the Gospel of Luke. It was too long, they believed, and too literal. The CBS executives assumed that Americans, especially American kids, wouldn't want to sit through a spoken passage from the King James Bible. Quote, they were freaking out about something so overtly religious in a Christmas special, explained Bill Melendez. They basically wrote it off. Schultz didn't just get pushback from CBS executives. Members of his own team were skeptical too. Melendez himself was hesitant. Quote, I was leery of the religion that came into it. I was right away opposed to it, he told reporters. Luckily for Schultz, he was the beneficiary of a tight production schedule. Moreover, the network, the advertising agency, and the show's sponsor, Coca-Cola, had already promoted the show in TV Guide. Schultz had leverage, and he wasn't about to capitulate on key creative elements, and they aired the special as Schultz had intended. And that's why Charles Schultz was Charles Schultz. He intuitively knew the things Americans cared about, the things that gave their lives meaning. The longtime Sunday school teacher also knew the reading from the Gospel of Luke was the centerpiece of the show and a centerpiece of American life. It's a scene we'll always remember, as Charlie Brown sinks into despair while trying to find the true meaning of Christmas, Linus walks on stage, stage center, and under a narrow spotlight, quotes that scripture 
From the Gospel of Luke. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And after Linus finishes, he walks across the stage and says, quote, And that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. CBS executives were certain the show would be a ratings disaster. Programmers, well, they were equally grim, informing the production team, quote, We will, of course, air it next week, but I'm afraid we won't be ordering any more. On Thursday, December 8, 1965, the half-hour special aired, preempting the Munsters and following Gilligan's Island. 50% of American television tuned in. The cartoon was a critical and commercial hit, winning an Emmy and a Peabody Award. Linus's recitation was hailed by critic Harriet Van Horn of the World Telegram, who wrote, quote, Linus's reading of the story of the nativity was, quite simply, the dramatic highlight of the television season. Coca-Cola, well, it was inundated with letters from fans of the special. Here's one. Gentlemen, I am writing the first fan letter in my 52 years of a rather full life to compliment you on sponsoring the A Charlie Brown Christmas television program. I don't know when any program has delighted as many adults as well as children, and I am writing to express the hope that you might be able to sponsor additional Charlie Brown programs. Grand Rapids, Michigan. And here's another to the makers of Coca-Cola, we wish to compliment you on the Peanut Show you sponsored on TV. Your production stands out as refreshing as your product. Our thanks to you and Mr. Schultz for bringing to the fore in his wholesome philosophy the real spirit of Christmas, which is so often obliterated by a false one. It is our hope that Peanuts may find a permanent place in the TV realm. May the makers of Coca-Cola be greatly blessed for their part in this worthwhile endeavor. Sign the Sisters of St. Francis in Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania. But Charlie Brown's Christmas found that permanent place in the TV realm, that's for sure, and in America's hearts. It's equaled only by the 1966 program How the Grinch Stole Christmas in its popularity among young and old alike. Thank God the Grinch-like executives at CBS chose to air the special back in 1965. If it had been left to their instincts, we'd have one less national treasure to cherish come Christmas time. The story of a Charlie Brown's Christmas, the story of Charles Schultz in a way, and his intuitive understanding of what works in programming, the idea of having a jazz soundtrack, one of the most beloved of all time, 
was something all of the suits thought was a bad idea, but not Schultz. The kid actors, not the adult actors. The laugh track and the absence thereof, and most importantly, that Bible scene. All of these great artistic decisions make Charlie Brown's Christmas what it is. That story, the story of how Charlie Brown Christmas came to be and almost didn't here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. And we continue with our American stories, and we're bringing Christmas stories around the Christmas season because that's what we do. We all have our favorite movies to cuddle up with at Christmas time, from It's a Wonderful Life to Miracle on 34th Street. But for many people, Die Hard is one such film that makes the festive playlist. But is it actually a Christmas movie? Here to settle this question once and for all is Stephen Follows. Stephen is an established data researcher in the film industry and wrote the widely circulated answer to this hotly debated question on his website, stephenfollows.com. Here's Stephen with the story of how he came up with a definitive answer. Hi, my name is Stephen Follows, and I am a film data analyst. Every week I do a new bit of research into the film industry, and sometimes it's sort of very crunchy, and other times it's kind of lighter and fun and, and you know we've tested different types of popcorn in in different theater chains and discovered who's got the same supplier and you know all sorts of fun interesting strange things and so uh, a few years ago i was talking to some students and i was trying to get them to engage with the idea of what a movie is and in doing so i stumbled upon an argument that i did not expect to be quite as visceral as it turned out to be I asked them whether they thought Die Hard was a Christmas movie or not. That's it. That's the question. That was the simple question that I asked them. And I thought it would be a quick entry point. And honestly, it took the entire day. Because there was about 30 students and they all started throwing in questions. And obviously it is a Christmas movie. Obviously it's not a Christmas movie. And so I ended up splitting them into different groups. They did different bits of research. And at the end of that day, we had a fairly satisfying answer. And so then I went home and that next week I did some more data research. I got a bit further into it and I wrote it up as a blog article thinking, okay, well, this is a fun exploration of movies and and a nice thing to do at Christmas. Since then, the question has become a bigger and bigger cultural moment. And also my article, uh, which I think is the one that people... I, I don't think anyone's gone into more detail than I have. That's not necessarily a good thing for me. But certainly I think I have the most comprehensive data exploration of the question. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today was what I did to try and answer this question and what the data tells us. And then at the end, we can properly answer, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? 
So the first thing to clear up is what is Die Hard? Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but essentially it is an action thriller from 1988, which I highly recommend. It's a terrific film, Christmas or no. And it's about a grizzled New York cop becomes a one-man army to take on a group of German bank robbers who are holding the cop's wife and her unlucky colleagues hostage in a high-rise building. The film takes place at Christmas and has Christmassy bits, but as we'll see, this is it's right on the biting point of is it Christmassy enough? But it certainly happens at Christmas and there's a Christmas party in it. Interestingly, the plot of the movie comes from a book called Nothing Lasts Forever, which is itself a sequel to another book called The Detective. And in 1968, there was a movie adaptation of The Detective starring Frank Sinatra. Still using a junk, huh? She's a pusher, she's an addict, and she's 19 years old. This town's crawling with kids the same age, all going the same route. Part of the great society. So, bizarrely, when the production team came to make Die Hard, they contractually had to offer the main role of Die Hard to a 73-year-old Frank Sinatra. Fortunately for us, he turned it down. And so the, the role of John McLean went to Bruce Willis and it became one of his defining action films and arguably one of the defining action films of the genre. So loads of people love Die Hard. It's a very fun movie. Uh, it's got great action. It's got some wit, some charm. It's got some great set pieces. And all in all, it's just one of those movies that really came together and, and also helped define a genre because it was sort of late 80s leading into the 90s of all of those huge explosion heavy action films um and it's just it's just great fun this is very kind of you it's also got alan rickman doing a fantastic turn and loads of secondary characters that are interesting it's a it's a fun watch so let's start with creative if we go into the script and we just simply have a look at the how many times the word christmas appears then it appears 18 times in a script well is that a lot is that not a lot let's compare it to other words so Explode only appears four times, die five times, hard 11 times, shoot 12, kill 13, blood 13. So that all of Christmas is more present in the script in a text form than those words. But there are words like gun, which appears 73 times in a script, uh, terrorist 51 times, which is interesting on a couple of levels. Um, one, because of the prevalence of it. But second of all, they're not terrorists. Alan Rickman and his band are bank robbers. They, they're using terrorism as their sort of cover, but they're just robbing the bank. It's interesting how we, even the script calls them terrorists when they're not. But, and then the word suddenly appears 45 times. So we can say that Christmas is definitely present, but it's not, you know, in text form, the most important thing. Interestingly, there is actually a reference within it that's talking about Run DMC's Christmas in the Hollis as whether that's Christmassy enough. So there is actually a meta conversation in, uh, in the movie, but we, we'll put that to one side because I don't think we can go into more detail. Mind if we hear some tunes? Christmas music. This is Christmas music. We can look at the people who made the movie and see what they think. So there's two writers uh, credited on it, and one of them is Stephen D'Souza. And he was quoted as saying, if Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then White Christmas is not a Christmas movie. And he pointed out that it takes place at Christmas, features a Christmas party, and the Christ-like sacrifice of John McClane walking on broken glass. I would argue that's perhaps uh, artistic license. I'm not saying it's not true. It's just that is a poetic reading of it. And if we want a poetic reading of the other side of the argument, then we only have to go to Bruce Willis, who said, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. 
So I think both of those two balance each other out because I don't think either of them are using a lot of evidence, but they're definitely expressing opinion from key people involved. One of the nice things about doing research around movies is that you get to watch a lot of movies. And so I had to watch Die Hard. I, had to, I got to watch Die Hard again and again for this research. And uh, I, one of the things I did was I went and looked at all the Christmassy elements. So Santa hats and ho 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 and Christmas trees and things like that. And I found 21 distinct Christmassy elements, which is quite a lot. I can't do a visual analysis of every movie released over the last 30 years as a comparison. I looked at the running time of all movies over the last 30 years and it would take 1,356,242 hours to watch them. And my wife said I wasn't allowed to. One thing that we can do in looking at the creative part of the movie is to look at the songs that are in the movie. And there are quite a lot of Christmassy songs in the movie. So in Die Hard, we've got Christmas in the Hollies, we've got Winter Wonderland, a whistled section of Jingle Bells, and Let It Snow is over the end credits. That's a lot of Christmassy songs. I went back and, and did some data research into the databases that are online around songs in movies. And I found that Die Hard has, is more Christmassy music-wise than 99.2% of all movies released over the last 30 years. So that's quite a lot. <laughs> Most movies do not have Christmas songs in them, and the ones that do only really have one Christmas song in there. So that makes Die Hard a very Christmassy film just from a music perspective. Incidentally, the most commonly used Christmas song in movies over the last 30 years is Jingle Bells, which is in about a third of movies that have at least one Christmas song. They feature Jingle Bells. And here is your bonus fact trivia for today. Jingle Bells is not actually a Christmas song and was meant to be about Thanksgiving. But over time, it's changed. So there is an interesting thing. Something that we now think of as Christmassy is the most Christmassy you could imagine. It is the most cited Christmas song. Actually wasn't created as something that's Christmassy, but culture has changed over the years. And you're listening to Stephen Follows telling the story of how he and his class tried to answer the question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I already think it's answered. But what do you think? When we come back, more from Stephen Follows, here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. And we continue with Our American Stories and our Christmas season storytelling. And we're going to return now to Stephen Follows, who is telling the story of how he and his class tried to answer the question, the burning question of the day, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Let's return to Stephen. Secondly, we could look at it as a piece of commerce. It's a commercial product, right? There's an IP there and uh, it's made by a major studio and is being sold commercially. So we're focusing on it as a commercial product, you know, to fuel capitalist industry, which is propelled by marketing and and responds to consumer demands. So one of the first questions I I ask if someone says, yes, Die Hard was definitely a Christmas movie. I say, well, when do Christmas movies come out? People say November and December. And by the way, they're absolutely right. I did some data analysis and found that almost every movies with Christmas in the title, about 55% come out in November, about 30% come out in December, and most of the others come out in October. So Christmas movies definitely come out around Christmas. No shock there. But when did Die Hard come out? Well, it came out in July or February, depending on whether you're where you are in the world, because it came out uh, in July 88 in America and February 89 in the UK. So both very distinctly not Christmas periods and very clearly not. So this sort of indicates to us that the studio at the time did not see this as a Christmassy movie. We can look at how the movie was marketed to moviegoers as well. So movies that are explicitly Christmas movies tend to have a lot of very clear patterns to them. We'll see red, we'll see green, we see Santa hats, we see presents, we see snow, we see Santa Claus himself. You know, there's lots of elements that are very, very clearly Christmassy. 
But if we look at the Die Hard poster, we just see two buildings with an explosion and John McClane's face and some text. That is not Christmassy. And then finally, within the commercial intent, we can look at what the tagline was because the poster has lots of text and certainly uh, there is a huge amount of information on the poster. So there were different posters and they had different taglines. Um, so if we first start by looking at Christmas movies, Christmas movies tend to have taglines that are around Christmas. So there's a horror film called Krampus and the, the tagline is you better watch out. For, for Elf, it was this holiday, discover your inner Elf. The Polar Express had this holiday season, believe. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation had Yule Crack Up, which is a, a, a pun I rather enjoy. And then finally Home Alone had when the McAllisters went on holiday, they forgot one minor detail, Kevin. So now, now we sort of centered ourselves into what a Christmas related tagline might be. Let's go back to Die Hard and see what the Die Hard taglines are. The shortest one just says 40 stories of sheer adventure and an exclamation mark. It's all in capital letters as well. So I think it needs to be shouted. 40 stories of sheer adventure. Well, that's not very Christmassy. The slightly longer one was 12 terrorists, one cop, the odds are against John McClane. And that's just the way he likes it. And then finally, the longest uh, text I, uh, that I found on a diehard poster used at the time said, high above the city of LA, a team of terrorists has seized a building, taken hostages and declared war. One man has managed to escape, an off-duty cop hiding somewhere inside. He's alone, tired, and the only chance anyone has got. So I think it's exceptionally clear that at the time, contemporaneously from when the movie came out, it was not regarded as a Christmas movie. It was not sold that way, and I'm absolutely positive that if 20th Century Fox thought they could make money selling it as a Christmas movie, they would have done so, and they didn't. So let's move to the final lens, which is the cultural lens. And this becomes more and more important because over time, this can shift and change and becomes our interpretation, our shared interpretation of what the movie is. So the intent of a piece of art becomes less and less important. And if you think about paintings, famous paintings or sculptures from way back when, we don't really necessarily know or even care why they were created. We care more about what they mean to us. And also the commercial lens, we really don't care, like who commissioned the piece of art is not that important to us. What we really care about is what we think of it now and what it means for us. So you could argue the cultural lens is the most important. So one fun thing to do is that IMDB have these user-generated lists where anyone who signs up for free to IMDB can create a list of movies or, or actors or crew members and say, here is my list of you know my favorite movies. Interestingly, IMDb started way back when as a Usenet list of actresses with nice eyes. So IMDb lists have been at the core of IMDb before there really even was an IMDb. So it's really integral to what IMDb is. And there are huge numbers of lists. I mean, I found just over 2000 public lists which had Christmas in the title. So things like the top 10 Christmas movies of all time or Christmas movies or 100 movies set in Christmas time. And so I, I gathered data on all of those lists and all of the movies within those lists. And because a lot of people are citing the same movies, I ended up with a list of 1,320 movies, which various numbers of people are happy to publicly declare these are Christmassy. So what was the number one cited Christmas movie? Here's a piece of trivia. You can have a think while I'm, while I'm setting this up. What movie is the most frequently cited on lists of Christmas movies on IMDb? And I, I, 
and I can tell you that it was this the top movie was on two thirds of everyone's list. So that's not only is it cited very often, it's cited by most people. Hiya, pal. It's Home Alone. Home Alone is the most frequently cited Christmas movie on IMDb lists, followed closely by Elf, then The Santa Claus, Christmas Vacation, The Polar Express, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So where does Die Hard sit on this list? Out of the 1,320 movies that were ever cited as Christmas movies, Die Hard is the 22nd most cited Christmas movie. So there are only 21 movies in all of history which IMDb users together think are more Christmassy than Die Hard. That's quite a strong connection in the cultural realm to do with Christmas and Die Hard. Okay, let's take a different angle into trying to measure culture. One of the things that we can look at is the interest in the movie and how it changes over time. Because if something is a very Christmassy movie, you would imagine that people get more interested in it around Christmas time. And so one thing we can do to check this is Wikipedia has all of its page views available. So you can see how many people are looking at each article on each day. And so I went in and had a look at the viewing figures for movies that we know are Christmassy. And as you'd expect, they get between 30 and 50% of the, all their views in December. Fine, we now have a benchmark. I went back and then had a look at other action films to see if there was any kind of pattern there. So I looked at Lethal Weapon, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Seven Samurai, Aliens, all just sort of movies that are very good, highly rated action movies. And their spread is throughout the year. You, you, there's no one month when everyone looks at action movies. So how does Die Hard fit this pattern? Well, neatly, it fits kind of in the middle. <laughs> so about a quarter of all the views for Die Hard happen in December. So that's quite a significant uptick. However, it's not as extreme as you find with other Christmas movies, so there's still interest throughout the rest of the year. And then finally, we can look at Google Trends. So Google Trends measure what people are searching for. It doesn't tell us how many people are searching, but it gives us a relative interest. So when was the most popular over the time period we're looking at for that term and everything else is then based on that. So if like two years before that, it was half as popular, it'll get half the rating. Well, if we look at the data between the beginning of 2004 and Christmas 2021, so we're looking at a very long period of time, we can see that for the first 10 years or so of this time period, there was nothing special around Christmas and Die Hard. Die Hard wasn't searched more around the Christmas period, really until say 2011, 2012. And then once we get to around 2014, they start to see a very noticeable bump around Christmas time. And that bump increases and increases and increases to the extent to which in the high point of searching for Die Hard across the last almost 20 years of data is Christmas 2020. So what we can see from here is not only are people thinking about Die Hard a lot more over Christmas periods, they're actually doing more so each year. So when I wrote the original version of this article, it was in 2018, and it was much more of a, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, yes or no? Whereas now it's seen as a completely inevitable question by many people, like why would you even question this? The way that you might say, is Elf a Christmas movie? This is something that's been growing over time, and I have no reason to think that it will stop growing over time. Especially as I've, I've already noticed that it's already on sort of, a lot of these streaming services that have Die Hard will put it in the Christmas package partly because people want it in there and partly because they'll know it'll create controversy and that's what they want. So I think what we can say is that Die Hard may or may not have been a Christmas movie, but it definitely is now and will be more so in the future. But in the meantime, have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
And a great job on the storytelling and production by Greg. And a special thanks to Stephen Follows. My goodness, there's so much good stuff here. But the idea that the soundtrack played so much Christmas music was a deal maker for me at 99% more than every other film. But I also think that his article created more interest. But the American people, the world has spoken. When you're ranked number 22 in history for being considered a Christmas movie, well, then you're a Christmas movie. By the way, if you have movie questions for Stephen or are looking for film data and answers, go to stephenfollows.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, follows.com. The story of whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie, answered definitively, I think, here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.